Let it out. Okay, so we want to alter your mental process and attempt to cause your mental pleasure pathways to regularly stimulate your fingers toward pressing some buttons for playing our podcast. Hmm, lofty goals, I say. We want you to like listening to our podcast. Sure, we want this to be our podcast, too. And by our, I mean referencing us, with you listeners being part of us. Yeah, we want to bring you news each week and tell you our opinions, too. So, I guess we might as well just get right into it. So, I'm glad you're back, Sam. Um, We're ready for our fourth episode of Let It Out. So far, it's been pretty good, and we're basically just ready to keep it going. Mm -hmm. Keep it, yeah, running smoothly. We got plenty of topics to talk on. Um, Our topics are going to be very similar to last week's. Um, Last week, we talked on some Super Bowl stuff. We talked on Trump's impeachment trial, and we talked on the Wuhan coronavirus, um, all of which are still um, very prominent throughout the news cycle. So we're just going to kind of just reverberate it and keep it going, right? So um, our first topic um, for the second straight week is Trump's impeachment trial. So for Trump's impeachment trial, um, basically Trump's side, the defense side, was given the opportunity to present its case for why Trump is supposed to stay president and basically just keep his term going um, prior to um, the 2020 election. So um, Trump's defense before, like we were saying last week, um, basically presented the argument of Trump's uh, high crimes and misdemeanor like qualifications, like the qualifications for getting impeached involve or getting removed from office, I ought to say, involve um, high crimes and misdemeanors um, being part of the president's like wrongdoing. And since Trump's like wrongs were um, outside of the realm of being high crimes, um, Trump was basically considered to be innocent or like free of any guilt or free of any reason to be removed from office. So um, Trump's defense got more time to argue. And so um, basically they went against the Republican House, or I apologize, the Democratic House's um, first, like, or one of the big, um, like, arguments for the House was Trump was engaging in some type of, like, quid pro quo. It was like, I'm kind of like the word or like the Latin term or like the the outside of your usual verbiage term for um, the trial. And so quid pro quo basically means like trading like for services, like meaning like you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back or like just terms like I'll do something for you if you do something for me. So, yeah, um, people from the house were basically accusing Trump of trying to use quid pro quo practices to try to um, get him ready for reelection and to make it so he was going to bolster some type of favor um, before he was going to, yeah, like I was saying, get elected. So um, Trump's defense basically was saying quid pro quo is like, 
political. Like it is all throughout politics and it seemed totally right and righteous for Trump to engage with foreign countries with the quid pro quo like acumen to try to um, go through Trump's um, basically just like adage of he's trying to make America great again. Like um, his defense was saying quid pro quo was the right way or the common way for making government deals. I mean, to some extent, like I kind of agree, but they were saying Trump was trying to collude also just from the standpoint of quid pro quo, Sam, like at least through my opinion, I feel like it sounds like, or it seems like for politics, uh-huh. quid pro quo is very common. You agree, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's totally common for um, political officials and government to try to, um, I mean, outside of bribery, <laughs> I mean, which when, is wrong. When you, yeah. think, when you think about politics, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. My, my idea of, of politicians is quid pro quo. In, I yeah, mean, that, that, that's what it is. I mean, you, <laughs> yeah. you're trying to gain, you know, these, con- these congressional seats or whatever. You're trying to become a senator or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah. To some, like, to some extent, <laughs> like, it gets kind of wrong, like, throughout some type or with some types of, like, um, I guess, like, um, advantages gained wrongfully. Like, some people might use quid pro quo practices to be, like, harassing or to be, like, um, hmm, I guess, like, to gain leverage, um, leverage with, like, parts of the job, like, from outside of the job. Like, people might try to bring parts of life into the job realm with quid pro quo like and to me yeah it's wrong to bring stuff from the outside into the governmental realm Uh but yeah as long as it's all um governmental uh, some ways of it are right some ways of quid pro quo are correct I mean, isn't isn't politics just isn't it all? I think politics and quid pro quo are synonymous, man. So almost, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. You have senators that are backed by or a politician that is backed by some big company, right? And then mm-hmm. they, you know, this company gives them millions of dollars, right? And then yeah. um, you know, the, the the senator or the governor, or whatever, uh, you know, they create laws. I mean, not create laws, but they create opportunities for. The, the company to make more money, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, so, I mean, it's just like... Yeah, as long as the means and the ends uh, cohere, right? Like, like yeah, Dr. Martin Luther King it's just, said, um, it seems, yeah, it seems like it's... I don't know. I mean... It's, I, yeah, just part of politics. It's just, it's just part of politics, man, and to pretend that it doesn't... I don't know. I, I guess people, I guess the company and, and the senator, the governor, they pretend that, oh, I'm just doing this because I want to, not because you did this for me. That's stupid. Just yeah. <laughs> just, just say say what it is. Like, it, yeah. like how, how more black and white do you want to make it? I mean, stop trying to, to, to make it fuzzy for people. It's like, oh, uh, you know, th- this company backed me with $2 million because they wanted to. And then I was able to get this law passed for them 
that allows them to do this activity to make them more money. And right. Like, so yeah, as long as yeah. So um, if it's for personal gain for Trump, it is wrong to me. Yeah, because, I mean personal gain. Yeah. <laughs> I mean at the end of the day. So yeah, it, if it's if it's for personal gain outside of the political realm, like if it's to buy his like next Maserati, or if it's to like um, receive some type of like benefit, like an island or some type of like outlandish um, piece of property, I guess uh, it's wrong. As long as it's even... part of the, pol- well, because, well, because um, quid pro quo outside of just politics mm-hmm. leads to more collusion. It leads to more people trying to gain some type of social status mm-hmm. outside of just being political. It causes them to try too much to, exalt themselves above all else right it, it it becomes like i mean if somebody's boss were receiving like money on the side from um companies for him to like cut corners for them like if he were just receiving the benefits mm-hmm. for the company to give um the yeah the company they are dealing with to like gain some type of advantage it's wrong quid pro quo mm-hmm. no, i understand that i mean uh, i don't know just to just to wrap things up i mean in general <laughs> in general mo- most people don't go out of the way to do something unless they expect something in return it's just a fact of human nature man okay <laughs> but as as your leader as your leader leader sure i mean i'm, I'm just saying i I mean, despite him being a leader, right? Obviously, so he's the, he's the representation. He's supposed it, to be the representation of the like American ideal for the way the country is supposed to be run. Yes, he is. So he's supposed yes, to, he's uh, supposed to like answer for the country, right? Like, yes, he they ask the country, and mm-hmm. Trump is supposed to give the answer the country is like wanting to go with. Yes, I, I definitely understand that. That doesn't, yeah. that doesn't make him any less human than anybody else. So I'm just, I'm, well, just, yeah. I'm just saying, this is like, <laughs> despite him being, I mean, despite him it, being, it, listen, despite him being the representation of the country, right? He's, yeah. he's still a human being, and obviously, I, I don't know what type of, I can't even characterize him. I feel like, uh, whatever, whatever, he, whatever type of person he is, um, um, I just feel like in general, people do things. Um, not from their heart, but most people do things expecting something in return, right? You don't. I, so. <laughs> I mean, but, you, know, you don't. People, people. Okay, but you're just people. People don't. Bribery. People don't go to work every day expecting not to get paid. You know. <laughs> well, okay, so them getting paid is part of the job, but I know. If but they're, they're not, receiving some type of bribe, well, oh, then bribe, it's bribe well, on top of the job, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I understand that. That's. So, I mean, is that what's, I mean, is that exactly what's happening? I mean, in this, um, supposedly so, no. Yeah. So, so for this, for this situation, they're talking about Ukraine. I think, I don't know the details of it. Um, and I just feel like every time I listen to people talk about the details of it, it's so, just so convoluted. It's not really yeah. any, any basic understanding of what's going on, but I think he, he did yeah. something, did something for Ukraine, expecting Ukraine to do something for him, for his presidential yeah, we, election. Right? We talked, we talked over it earlier, um, during episode two, I believe, uh-huh. and episode three, um, is mainly episode two, uh, 
when I was reading the um, Democratic um, reasons, like they made the 193 reasons for why Trump was impeached. So, yeah, um, if y'all listeners want some more like details, um, I discussed them during, yeah, episode two um, before like the trial even started, I believe. Yeah, it was right before the trial started. So, yeah, episode two. If you want to listen to more reasons as to why, and um, if our social media page goes up, I might even post, I might just post some reasons. So yeah, um, before we continue, I just want to say um, the trial is basically set to end um, sometime during the week um, because the Senate voted against letting the Democratic witnesses being brought to the case. Um, And the vote for it was actually very close. Like people were um, kind of like wondering, like, is it going to go through or the witnesses going to be heard? And um, basically, the Republicans got the votes like right at the end. The Republicans um, with the Senate got the votes and the final tally was actually 51 to 49. So it was like as close as it gets. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was very close. So it means it basically means Trump is just going to be acquitted. And, um, yeah, I mean, and right after we found out, uh, the witnesses being, uh, basically just denied and let go, um, 100 more pages from the department of energy were released about the quid pro quo situation with Ukraine. So, um, we might discuss, um, the 100 reasons also after the trial is like officially over. So we just expect it to be over soon. And Trump is, I guess, going to make it to the election season. I mean, the election season is really close, so we're only like 10 months out, 11 or 9 months out. We're like 9 months out from, yeah, the election season. And maybe Sanders is going to be Trump's biggest competition. We'll find out. We'll see, man. We will yeah. see. Yep, yep. So, yeah, um, we made it through... Um, the Trump impeachment trial almost. We're almost through it. Um, it is almost, yeah, done. And some more is probably going to be released from it. Like um, Bolton um, from the Democratic side, I believe he's on the Democratic side, is basically expected to release his book on like why Trump is supposed to be impeached. So we'll wait for more. We might discuss it more. And, um, yeah, I guess we're ready to move on to our second topic. Um, it was our third topic last week, and it is Wuhan's coronavirus. So we discussed some um, coronaviruses. Um, coronaviruses are respiratory infections. Um, at least seven are already, like, um, like, like, I guess, found. At least seven were found before the Wuhan um, many cases are starting to pop up like all over the world so far. It's been declared, um, a global health emergency from the world health organization and, um, eight total U S cases are already found, um, as dozens of people are being tested. Um, the death toll is over 200 and the global cases I believe is probably like 1500, Um, It was like 1,200 on Friday, maybe 1,400 yesterday or so. It is 
like transmitting very quickly. The rate of transmission is like 2.6, meaning for infected people on average, um, each might transmit it to 2.6 people. So like it's, it's twofold, almost threefold, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, the Wuhan government officials required people to put on face masks for public outings. Um, um, the face mask called the N95 is recommended from the CDC. Um, if you are looking to wear your own face mask, um, face masks are basically um, still up for speculation as to like whether they really work. Um, and some more effective ways, like I was saying before, for keeping yourself from spreading it are just like um, washing your hands regularly um, and keeping from touching your face and keeping your distance from already sick people. So, yeah, um, the first, oh, yeah, the first U.S. case, um, it was in Chicago and it was between husband and wife. Uh, the wife returned from China to visit some family and transmitted it to her husband. So um, we were dealing with the first case of U.S. transmission. Um, 200 plus Americans also um, were on some plane earlier this week. Um, and it returned from Wuhan, China. And plenty of people from America are trying to get out of China probably still. So um, and people returning from China just on flights uh, are given two weeks of screening. So people are getting screened before they go back to like regular American society. So it's starting to become quite the scare, um, like the biggest scare since sets. It's starting to ramp up. Uh, I guess like personally um, at first I felt like it was going to kind of just like blow over um, it seems like it might be like a little more uh, like to deal with I guess so um, I'm expecting people to or I already like I already witnessed it like um, some people already started to wear masks mm. did you already see people wearing masks yet uh, no, I work. I work from home, so I haven't left my. Okay. I haven't left my house. I bought enough food <laughs> to <laughs> to ride this thing out. <laughs> I wouldn't be ste I wouldn't be stepping outdoors. <laughs> right. right. Well, oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah I, I feel I bad. Not, so I have not seen these masks. <laughs> people yeah, that wear. I feel bad. Yeah, I was dealing with a cold like right before it started to spread. Probably, so like you probably freaking yeah. yourself out. <laughs> Thought you had it. People out. People. Well, it was before. It was before like oh, we even was, found it was, out. It was, it was right before. So, yeah, um, yeah. I'm just trying to yeah keep from giving it to people. <laughs> I'm, just, um, I'm just trying to keep away from people in general. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, truthfully, like I was saying, like it'll take it growing way more, especially through the United States for uh, me to be like really worried. Like it's death rate is like at least kind of small. It's, it's less than 20%, maybe less than 10%. So, um, I guess, um, it's going to take like plenty of people at least being infected for it to become mm -hmm. any type of like widespread outbreak. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, uh, so this is a okay. So coronavirus, it's, it's an RNA virus. Well, viruses. Yeah. It's RNA yeah. virus. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and the one thing is, so <laughs> listen. So basically, 
your body should be able to fight this off. Um, what happens, um, you know, the, the whole background on, on viruses is basically a virus is not a, a living thing. And it uses, yeah, it goes, it gets transmitted to you. It goes within your own cells and it places its RNA in place of the cell's RNA, right? And then what mm -hmm. happens, the, the cell starts producing um, the virus <laughs> yeah, it so, starts to exactly. it starts to replicate the RNA, right? It says replicate the RNA, RNA until the the cell itself explodes, <laughs> and mm -hmm. then and then sends out the you know the, the same viruses to other cells, right? So that's yep. that's what's happening. One thing about RNA viruses is that they they mutate faster mm -hmm. than, than DNA viruses, right? So right. <laughs> This disease or coronavirus is a classification of a type of virus, um, like SARS was, and yeah. SARS is a coronavirus as well. Um, but the only, um, I mean, the, the difference here, I mean, it's not a real difference. Um, coronavirus, uh, if you have a healthy immune system, you, you should be okay, right? You'll be sick. Yeah. I think you'll be sick for upwards of um, two to three weeks, and then you'll start recovering. Um, yeah. And then, so the the people that are most vulnerable are going to be old people and and young kids because their <clears throat> their immune systems are not all the way there. So I mean, the scare is there, but I don't, if you if you're a healthy human being, you should be okay if you get it. Um, but if the virus does mutate into something that can't be controlled, I mean, there's always something that uh, is a little bit scary. I mean, it, it shouldn't mutate. It, it is classified as a coronavirus. I don't know what else it could mutate into. Um, exactly. Um, yeah. So every, everybody should be fine. So uh, what I recommend, what I recommend to my friends, my family, stay inside. There's no reason to go out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, get some food, watch some shows. Wait, 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 wait. I know you gotta go. I know some people gotta go to work, go to go to offices and things like that, but. If you, yeah. if you don't have to go outside, I mean, don't. There's nothing good out there anyway. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I agree. Um, as far as, like, RNA goes, it means it's part of, like, um, the protein synthesis of your body. Mm -hmm. So, like, as your body's, like, creating proteins and stuff, it's going to try to, yeah, unify or become one with, yeah, your proteins and stuff. So, yeah, um Overall, um, I pretty much agree with you. I also believe, like, um, like I was saying before, like, before it gets, or like, as long as it stays out of like becoming an outbreak, um, my guess is it'll be okay. I mean, did I mean did, did it start because people were eating weird things? Is that is that what's happening? <laughs> Maybe. Um, I mean, I, I've heard these stories of people eating like bat soup and all these kinds of. Uh, Oh really? Different, you know, delicacies. Uh, oh, uh, okay. Just not available to us. I mean, I, I, I don't know how it began. Um, right. Hmm. Yeah. But would, same. Would, 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 would eating a bat <laughs> cause something like this to happen? Uh, Truthfully, um, I'd say ask um, scientists. Yeah. Uh, like. Um, I was pretty sure viruses were made probably from more viruses, I guess. Well, it said, it said, uh, so I'm, reading, I'm reading this right now. It says, new what? coronavirus may have started in bats. Oh, okay. And how did it hop to humans? Right, yeah, you might be right. Maybe people should not eat bats. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but people eat plenty. Um, 
Have you eaten bass before? No. Uh-huh. Yeah. I haven't even had the opportunity to eat a bat. Same. <laughs> no bats. I rarely see bats. I rarely I, see bats. I'm pretty sure I saw one. Maybe it's probably been like two or three weeks. Um, I think I saw one, and I was driving. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like for some places, like open areas, like if you go to places with like fields and like mosquitoes and stuff, you yeah. might find bats. Like yeah. bats are actually pretty good for like um, insect control. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, but we, yeah, we, we, we rarely we, see bats. Yeah, when, mean, you, when you when you see a bat, does it does it look appetizing to you? Would you like to eat it? No, no. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically like it's basically flying rodent. It's like a rat with wings, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> rat wing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big, um, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a big bat fan. You know. Okay, so China's population is one billion. People probably just find stuff to eat. <laughs> what kind of what kind of statement is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. One billion people. What do you mean people like, find it's stuff the, to eat? It's, it's the si- it's the size of India. Like as far as population goes, like, what's, what's that got to do with eating stuff? What's the size of the United States? Like, like what's, the size, what's the population of the United States? Like four hundred million. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, there, there might be 40%. some. There's, there might be some bat eaters among us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you might be right. Some Americans probably already tried to. There's I'm sure. Americans probably try to eat bats, man. Right. Yeah. Um, people eat some crazy stuff. I, I heard of people eating monkey brains of live monkeys recently. So <laughs> stuff Listen, gets crazy. Man, I don't understand it. Just <laughs> why? Why? I yeah. don't. I don't get it. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Maybe they think it's like a like herbal. You know? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, or maybe. Maybe they're maybe they're trying to um, receive like the great strength of bats. Maybe it's it's an idea. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, basically, I mean, I mean, not only. I mean, another thing a lot of, Ch- a lot of Chinese people eat or uh, delicacies is, is shark shark fin soup. Have you heard of that? Maybe. Have you heard of that? Maybe. 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 People kill sharks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just for the fins, so they can make some shark fin soup. Yeah. Yeah. I just leave so, the animals yeah. alone. Right. Let the bats be bats, let the sharks be sharks. Yeah. I mean, like I was saying, plenty of people, plenty of people to feed. Um, they probably try to find more food sources and food options. Food sources? Come on, man. Really? You, you're catching bats, man. Are you telling yeah. me you cannot grow? Uh, there's no cows or chickens anywhere? <laughs> you have Maybe. To, you have to resort to catching bats and making soup out of it? Is that what Maybe. Maybe. I'm just saying, plenty of people. Like, I mean, we both heard of Chinese Chinese fur farms. Um, they they try to eat plenty of stuff, man. They eat, like, possum, and they eat, like, weasel. And... <laughs> Why, though, man? Uh, <laughs> is, is the question. <laughs> right. There's chickens and cows. I mean, are they trying to get protein? I mean, listen, there's things you can do. <laughs> I don't understand. Humans have, yeah. been on, humans, humans have been on this planet for uh, years. I, I, yeah, supposedly. No, I'm, I'm supposedly saying I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say we, we haven't thousands, been. Just I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying yeah. we haven't been here that long. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. So maybe yeah. they're still trying to find things to eat. Maybe trying to, <laughs> trying to figure up it out. The, maybe, up the maybe, natural maybe, food game. Maybe, up the natural maybe, food game. Skip the maybe, skip maybe, the creatine. Skip maybe, the creatine. Try the. Try the natural stuff. Maybe people, the China, stuff. Yeah, maybe people in China just, just uh, 
creatine? What do you mean? Yes, yeah, skip the whey protein for your strength. Oh, yeah, skip the protein. Up, up your game. Get something natural. Exactly, exactly. Go get some bats and some sharks, yeah. right? Obviously. Yeah. It's the only way to yeah. get the gains these days. So, yeah, um, like I was saying before, um, precautions are still basically just um, keep your hands clean, keep from touching too many people and your face and stuff, and um, maybe you might want to consider the mask idea. Yeah, and my, my precaution, that was in sounds precaution, my precaution is stay indoors by yourself if you can. Don't even have your family, <laughs> mem- don't even have your family members around. <laughs> that's, that's my precaution. Yeah. <laughs> stay away from people. You need or, to go to the or gro- talk to talk this- to as many people talk to as many people as you want. Um, in case it gets worse, go to the grocery store right now and get food for a couple months. <laughs> okay, <laughs> put that in your fridge or your freezer. Right, this is a good time. To, you know those those big those big freezers that people have in their garages. It's a good time to yeah. buy one. Right. Yeah, yeah. Go and put your food in there. Right. You know, <laughs> close off from society <laughs> a little bit, and you know. Just stay home. Just don't go outside. Maybe if you're feeling it might work. Listen, if you're feeling sick, stay home. If you got a little, mm-hmm. t- if you have a little tickle in your throat, stay home. People, <laughs> you don't need to work that hard, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, don't don't mm-hmm. risk don't risk infecting people. I, I've only heard horror stories of people that, you know, in the morning they they feel like a little tickle in their throat, and then by the time uh, three o'clock rolls around, they they've got the whole office sick. You know, mm-hmm. just yeah. just stay home. Stay home. Mm-hmm. Being indoors, okay, well, being indoors, gonna, is, being indoors has never hurt anybody. There's more harm outside than inside. I can tell you that. Okay, so yeah, we're we're waiting for um, basically um, more updates. Um, as it updates, I guess we'll we'll bring you more news. We'll probably talk on it some more um, next week. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, so stay yeah. away. Stay away. <laughs> so for our, for our listeners, don't get any bats. Stay away yeah. from yeah. I, I, stay I away say, from monkey uh, brains. Yeah. Whatever yeah. the case may be. Yeah. Irregular stuff. Regular schmegular. Yep. Yep. So yeah. Um. Wash your lettuce. Yeah, and your spinach. And your spinach. Yeah. Okay. So um, we are going to transition over to the Super Bowl. Um, superb. Yes. The superb owl. Yep. That's yep, what, Super Bowl call. 54, and Caleb is going to join us. So, we're back, and our friend from Episode 3, Caleb, is also with us. Glad you're with us, Caleb. Hey, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, um, we are going to uh, transition to our topic of Super Bowl 54. Um, some of you maybe watched it. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was very good. The final score ended up being 31-20. to 20. Uh, Kansas is the victor. Um, overall, just the score maybe made it seem like um, Kansas City kind of like dominated, uh, but it was actually really close. San Francisco led the game um, going into the fourth quarter, and it kind of seemed like San Francisco was going to take it um, like right before, like, the final push, I guess. Caleb, were you expecting uh, the 49ers to win it? Yes, I did. I think uh, I, I like everybody else. You know, with eight, eight, uh, nine minutes to go, a 10-point lead, and the, the, 
the Kansas City Chiefs starting a drive of their own 17 yard line, it really kind of seemed that Frisco had San, I'm sorry, San Francisco yeah, had yeah. everything needed um, yeah. to go ahead and, and take it all. And I, everyone else in the house I was watching was rooting for the, the Chiefs, but we all kind of said, hey, you know what? The 49ers earned it. They looked great. And uh, then, then they, the Chiefs just did what they do best, and, and they play best from behind, it seems like. And um, really was exciting to watch such a, such a great comeback. It was, it was finesse. It was fantastic. Yeah, really. So good for Andy Reid and good for the Chiefs getting back to the run. They started out the game really well with uh, trying to run the ball. It led to some good drives and some turnovers. or Well, one turnover um, stopped one good drive and um, – yeah, they kind of got away from the run, and it kind of led to some struggles. And once they started to run it during the fourth quarter, um, it kind of helped open up the offense. Like the final scoring drive um, was kind of more pass-oriented, but the drive before when they were running it seemed like it was making, yeah, the difference. So, yeah, um, I felt like San Francisco's defense. San Francisco really was um, – playing really, really well. The defense making some good stops and pressuring Mahomes. Like, um, as far as, like, getting pressure goes, Mahomes was maybe number one. I believe he was only sacked, like, six times throughout the entire season. So, um, towards the end, towards, like, the third and fourth quarter, yeah, they were starting to bring the pressure. For the first two quarters, Mahomes was pretty much, like, kept clean, I, I believe. I believe it was, like, the third quarter, maybe. Um, once he got sacked for the first time, or maybe it was like right before, but yeah, it seemed like Mahomes was getting to see the field. Yeah, San Francisco was failing at trying to get pressure, but um, during like the third and yeah, like the beginning of the fourth or so, they were getting pressure, and once it stopped, once Kansas City started to run it, that pressure let up, and yeah. Yeah, really exciting to see, and just a uh, uh kind of a, a lot to take from it that San Francisco really played well for 52 minutes uh, mm-hmm. and then Kansas City played extremely well for eight minutes and so that if you would tell me any other game where you have those that specific statistic you wouldn't really think that the the team that led that was good for eight minutes uh, was was the champion but uh, in this case it, it, it uh, was surreal to see Patrick Mahomes perform so well yeah. And so clutch, and uh, after so many really disappointing moments, even all the way back through college, um, I was super happy for him. I felt for the 49ers, and I felt for even Kyle Shanahan, who's been here way too familiar before. But tonight was all about the Chiefs and, and performing uh, um, in a way where people just kind of knew they were going to do it, and then when they did it, everybody was kind of surprised, I think. So pretty exciting. Yeah. I, I think that uh, it was a, a big day for the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you were saying, um, good for Mahomes. They were kind of like um, the comeback kids, people might say. Or I mean, I was just saying they were like uh, really good at making comebacks during the playoff run, during this like most recent playoff run, I guess. And um, they really like figured out ways to make the hurry up offense great. Like um, it was like the quickest hurry up offense. The I believe it was the hurry-up offense on the first scoring drive of the first or the fourth quarter, um, they were they were moving about as quickly as I've seen any team move getting to the line of scrimmage after the play and getting the play started. They were the ball was getting snapped after seemed like two seconds for each play. It was it was extremely quick. I just yeah realized it pretty fast. 
So, yeah. Yeah, it just seemed like it to me. Um, yeah, overall, um, statistically, um, Patrick Mahomes was the Super Bowl MVP, and I was okay with it. I probably um, was more, like, inclined with going with um, Williams, the running back, Damian Williams. Um, but, yeah, quarterbacks get the award, so, yeah. Did you agree yeah, with the – Sorry, what was that? Uh, I was saying, um, were you going to agree with me or were you going to say uh, Mahomes was the MVP? I felt fine with Mahomes being the MVP and uh, three touchdown passes, and really he kind of put the put the the comeback on his own shoulders. And, and no, it was um, it was three total. It was two touchdown throws. Oh, three total. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, he um, rushed for yeah the first one. For Williams. Yeah, oh, he did fantastic. Yeah, he did great. But uh, it yeah, is, Williams caught one and. Ran for one, ran for one hundred and four yeah, yards yeah, there at the end. Um, and caught for twenty nine, got like one thirty total. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think it was. I mean, you look back in that that when they were down by ten, that drive, I believe they converted three third downs, and a couple of them were more than third ten. I think one of them was third fifteen. Uh, and that's the that's the MVP factor. I kind of feel I can look up and find exactly what they were, but I know there was at least thirty third downs on that on that drive where they. They showed up, and, and that's the, the Patrick Mahomes factor. You know that that's that's the one that he. That's kind of I, I feel like that's his mark for um, the four. Oh wait. Uh oh. Sam. Yeah. Did we lose him? Oh. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was mine. Um, I believe I corrected that. I apologize. Um, I'm right here. So yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was. Um. The San Francisco drive right before I was going to say, um, but yeah, I was wrong. I was going to say something wrong. I'll just um, transition to, um, I guess, I'll transition to, I guess we'll, we'll talk on um, Andy Reid really quickly. Um, and maybe we'll talk on Mahomes' legacy as it's going, like people are already saying. Uh, he's the best quarterback ever and stuff, and it might be too soon. But, yeah, for Andy Reid, um, is the Hall of Fame um, completely set for Andy Reid? Oh, yeah. Already? You know, and I think they, he could have probably even lost today and just being successful for as long as he was and as long as he has been. But the cherry on top is, is a, a Super Bowl win. And, and uh, I, I, I think that he played or he coached so good today. Him and Steve Spagnola both did. Such a great job, yeah. and, and so many of these losses in the last few years have been Andy Reid bad play call or bad bad time management. I know they almost threw that game against the Patriots, I think three or four years ago, for bad time management. Um, yeah. I know that when they were in the the Super Bowl in two thousand four against the Patriots, uh, they inexplicably went for two in the first quarter twice, and it's just strange decisions like that that you kind of as good as he is, it was there was losses that were pinned on him. Today, I don't think there was a moment where I could say, well, that was a bad coaching decision uh, by either Spagnola or Andy Reid. I felt like they both really did, you know, to, to just performed conservatively sometimes really well. And, and two fourth down conversions in the first quarter, uh, yeah. that's just gutsy and, and uh, uh, just shows you how much confidence he really had in his team. And, and, and it didn't even seem for a second like there was a question about it. Everybody knew they are going to go for it fourth and short. And the team trotted out as if they knew exactly what play they were going to call because they ran it a thousand times and 
And uh, I think, honestly, that's the fact. The biggest factor of, of this game was coaching because they were so well um, uh, well matched up. And uh, Kyle Shanahan, unfortunately for him, I think he, he has earned the definition. He's earned the title kind of being... Uh, I guess so, since, yeah, joke. they lost the 10-point lead. It's tough going against Kansas City. Kansas City's the best offense of recent memory. Like Maybe, but... Oh, uh, go for it. I was going to say, outside of, like, Peyton Manning and the Colts of, like, the mid, um, like, early 2000s, um, Kansas City's the best offense. Oh, Kansas I would the best. Patriots in 2007, but... Uh, yeah. For, well, um, yeah. I would say even, though, like, Raheem Morris... Uh, I'm sorry, Raheem... Uh, yeah, uh, Morstead. Morstead, uh, uh, who just two weeks ago destroyed the Packers, 29 carries over four, over 200 yards, four touchdowns. Today he had 12 carries, and the 49ers were averaging at 1.8 yards per carry, and you give your dude who just sent you to the gym, uh, picked up the team and sent to the to the end, uh, to the big dance, and you, you do it in a way with running the ball with this one guy, and then you don't even hand him the ball. Uh, that's what cost them in the in the championship uh, the, against the Patriots the Super Bowl a few years ago. Cost them today. Um, Raheem um, Salah, I think, is uh, the defensive coordinator. Uh, he, he had a great game until the end, too. So I think that it was just coaching was the difference here. And Andy Reid didn't make mistakes and didn't make coaching errors. Uh, but Kyle Shanahan crew, unfortunately, did. They played amazing right there until the end. And then... They just made these questionable fourth quarter things that will come to define him. Luckily for Shanahan, I think he has a wonderful career in front of him. He'll be back. I think he can get a ring at some point soon. But uh, unfortunately, that's just something he's going to have to deal with. The rumors are true. It's not a stereotype. It's not a fluke anymore. Unfortunately, he does look like he he's stuck in the Stone Age when it comes to coaching where you say, well, you need to play to win, and you need to not play to not lose. Uh, that's kind of something I think he gets from his dad. But Bill Belichick doesn't play like that. Bill Belichick's finds his, his strengths. And Bill Belichick says if we're running the ball good, we run the ball. And if we're passing the ball well, we pass the ball. We don't we don't get ourselves haunted by this idea if we need to play to win. Um, and today the Niners are running the ball really well, actually. And to see him just kind of inexplicably abandon that uh, was, uh, once again, I think the, the difference maker, it was coaching in this game, not the players. I think that every player showed up great, played amazing, but Andy Reid was just a little bit better than Kyle Shanahan today. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, um, like you were saying, Shanahan is just starting um, with head coaching, so it might take some time making it to the Super Bowl. It is like a great accomplishment. So, um, yeah. like you're saying, it might lead to more success later. But sometimes it's tough to get back. It took Andy Reid. It's been like 15 years since Andy yeah. Reid was yeah in the Super Bowl. So sometimes it takes some time. Um, I guess I was going to um, also ask, like, is it too early to tout Patrick Mahomes as, like, um, the best quarterback ever? They're, like, looking to be the best quarterback ever. I have no problem saying that he's had the best start to a career ever. You know, he's the youngest player to win an MVP and Super and to win the Super yes. Bowl as well. And Super Bowl MVP to top all that off in the course of, uh, you know, just two quick two quick seasons. He seems like he has a great head on his shoulders. He never seems to be getting in any trouble. So you can count on the fact that as he stays healthy, he has every reason to be the best ever. Um, but it, just out of respect for uh, Brett Favre playing for, for you know, a million years, and even Tom Brady's 20 years now, and Peyton Manning, and even the old guys from years ago, uh, 
you need to just kind of respect the fact that you kind of, especially as a quarterback, I would say I'm not going to put anybody in the GOAT conversation until they play for 10. Um, I think that you kind of, that, that's just respect for the other people. What if he falls apart tomorrow, next year, and, and the defense is figuring it out and stuff? So I have no problem saying he has the best start ever, and I'm rooting for him. I like him as a person. as a quarterback. seems like an awesome guy. I expect pretty much that one day he will be there um, because he just seems to do everything right. But at the same time, I do anticipate. um, I just feel like it's just out of respect to the other guys. We can't say that kind of a thing. And, and, you know, he's going to get paid at some point. He's going to be on – he's going to be getting a ton of money, and who knows what they're going to have to do with that team. You know, you saw Russell Wilson a couple years ago being paid uh, 500 grand and and being Super Bowl – winning quarterback and then uh, they had the highest paid offensive line in the year uh, in the league that year and within two years after paying him they, they were then the 32 the the lowest offensive paid uh lowest paid offensive line in the year they're having to start guys who hadn't started since 10th grade and stuff like that and that's kind of what happens when you pay your guy so we'll see what happens yeah. I, I anticipate yeah. he's gonna have a wonderful career i'm rooting for him i think he will i don't think he it's fair to say he's the best ever yet but i do Firmly believe he's had a great start of a career, and just about as good of a start you can possibly ask for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm with you on it. Um, it's early to say. Um, it's looking like yeah, he's going to be at least an all-time great. I mean, like for two seasons, um, his numbers are just terrific, um, and he seems like he's so like good at figuring out situations, like. He found some really good running lanes. Um, they were running the option also. And, um, like, on the touchdown, he figured out, like, to score the ball. Like, and I believe they ran the option on the first, fourth down conversion, too. Am I right? Uh, I, I feel like it was the second one, but, yeah. Uh, maybe it was. I might be right. I, I might be remembering it incorrectly. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So, yeah, um, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is uh, set to be um, – yeah, the next great quarterback, great player, all of it. So, um, great Super Bowl. Maybe my, one of my favorites of recent memory. Um, I like the comeback. Um, the team I was rooting for actually won. And, yeah, yeah, it was, it was overall really good. Um, do you expect San Francisco to um, stay as good as they were? Or was it kind of just like um, a preseason season? Uh, I really expect that they're going to be they're going to continue to be good. I, I think the NFC West is about to rise to being the best division in in football. But I think the the road to the NFC West is still going to go through San Francisco at least for another couple of years. Um, I think that they have uh, they're, they're not really losing one anybody. Season. Seattle's been the cream of the crop for like the entire decade. That's true, but I mean, at, yeah. as of this year, the, the NFC went through through San Francisco, and that's what I mean going forward. I, I think they're going to be better than San Francisco, or they're, they're going to be better than Seattle going through the next couple of years. I think Seattle's a great team. Um, I think the Rams are just so talented already that even if they're going to have some cap problems and and yeah. draft problems, you know, they might stumble a little bit, but they're just the talent level is just unreal there, and great coaching. And uh, the Arizona Cardinals are white hot and just got the Rookie of the Year yesterday, but I still think that just how balanced of a team the Niners are. Great line on both sides. Uh, good quarterback, great running backs. Um, wide receivers are good. Their defensive backs are good. They got uh, a magnificent offensive and defensive coordinator. I still say that they uh, they're just the strongest team all, all together. And uh, you know that you can take away any piece. And I still think that they 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 probably play really well. And 
uh, for the Seattle Seahawks, you take away you take away Russell Wilson, and suddenly they're just I would say they're lost, honestly, at that point. And uh, the Arizona Cardinals, you take away Kyler Murray or even uh, somebody like Chandler Jones, and and everything's different. Or Buda Baker, you know. So you don't really have that on the 49ers. Yeah, you have greats like George Kittle, and um, you have uh, uh, even somebody like Richard Sherman or Nick Bosa or something like that. But um, even still, they're just so balanced and so so hungry. John Lynch has just done a uh, spectacular job with putting together one of the most balanced teams in the league. So, yeah, I, I really feel like they're going to be a, a force to be reckoned with going forward. Yeah, 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 I agree. Um, so, yeah, um, like I was saying, great Super Bowl. Great to see Kansas City uh, win it, and um, I guess I'll be expecting more. Um, I kind of feel like I want to see two seasons of San Francisco's success to believe. Um but yeah, they proved me like wrong. I mean, I was expecting San Francisco to maybe win five games, maybe six. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Garoppolo played pretty well, also. So yeah. Oh well. Um, I feel like it's time for us to move on. I wanted to uh, discuss the Hall of Fame inductees. Right. Um, five players were inducted: Steve Atwater, safety for the Broncos; Isaac Bruce, wide receiver for the Rams. Troy Polamalu, safety for the Steelers. Steve Hutchinson, uh, former guard for some teams, uh, including Seattle. And oh, Edron James. Yeah. Uh, Indianapolis and also Arizona running back. So, yeah, five players were inducted, um, I guess. The most, like, person with, like, the most credibility for it for me was Palomalu. Were mm. any of the players, like, um, more standouts to you? Well, real quick, talking about Palomalu, I would say that he's probably the last super free safety or strong safety. Maybe Cam Chancellor will come in. Uh, they Ty- say Tyron just- Matthew. Uh, he's a free safety. Well, it's Paul Malone yeah, is a strong so. safety, you know. So I guess Tyron so. Matthew is kind What's yeah, that? I guess I was gonna, okay. Yeah, I guess. So. I don't think Tyron Matthews going to Hall of Fame either. I mean, I think he's, he's okay. a tremendous player, but I also think that as an Arizona Cardinals fan, I can guarantee you he's got an attitude enough where he can uh, he can get himself out of a team just as quickly as he can get himself into a team. Um, yeah. But I will say that uh, in regards to um, in just regards like to Paul Malu, just like there was no yeah. one that good when he was playing, you know, just yeah. just. I mean, he's the best by country miles and the next best strong yeah. safety. And playing, you know, in the same division as Ed Reed, we had some really good moments. Um, Steve Atwater, I'd say, is uh, it's about time. He should have been there a long time ago. Watching highlights okay. of him, he was another dominant yeah, safety really? who just completely okay. uh, overtook the game every time. So mm-hmm. um, I think it was uh, really cool to see him get in. And, uh, of course, Isaac Bruce, I think, adds that greatest show on turf, now has five Hall of Famers, if I'm counting correctly. Um, oh, yeah, we're, we're waiting for Tory Holt. Oh, he's not in yet. I'm sorry. I thought right. that he uh, he had, he was already eligible. Uh, Steve Hutchinson, you know, I got to watch. He was him eligible. Games. He was just, um, yeah, still Passed waiting. Up on that. Too bad. That's yeah. But Edger and James, I was kind of confused or not confused. I just, I, uh, I thought, I yeah, I liked it. I like, I, yeah, I think I liked it. But you know, the Hall of Fame is. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say some really good seasons, like to start off his career. Yeah, but you know, the Hall of Fame is sensitive for how you finish. Um, and he finished poorly. 
We really yeah. did. And uh, he, he struggled horribly with the Arizona Cardinals. I just remember that game where he carried the ball 31 times for 33 yards and mm-hmm. a couple of costly fumbles against the Bears on Monday Night Football in 2006. And it was just he ended the career about as much of a whimper as you can ask a player to end a career. So uh, I was really happy to see him get in because I thought he was deserving, but I just never thought he would because the Hall of Fame really is all about how'd you finish. And uh, so I was really proud of him, really happy to see it. Keep in mind, there was also uh, Jimmy Johnson and uh, Bill Cowher are going to be uh, part of the Hall of Fame class yeah, as well. You're right. as, um, yeah, Which is pretty cool. And both of those are yeah, great coaches. Stud coaches, happy for them as well. So. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, I was going to um, mention the rest of the candidates before. Oh, okay. Uh, Sorry about that. Yeah, the people to make the last of it, like the nominees. Um, so, of the remaining, um, well, any, just, I guess, just give me your yes or no answer on whether any are going to eventually make the Hall of Fame. So, the first is Tony Baselli. Um. Yes. Yes, I believe you will. Okay. Le- oh, I ought to say Jacksonville tackle. I'll just say um, main team and position. Um, okay. Leroy Butler, uh, Green Bay safety. Uh, did he get to watch Leroy. Did I say Leroy Butler? That's the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. You know, I, I once again, I have to look over his career, how he ended is, like I said, if I'm guessing. Uh, and I think, like I said, that's such a huge part of, of, a, of the Hall of Fame voting you know i didn't get to watch too much leroy butler so um maybe i don't, I don't know i'm 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 undecided okay alan fanica Pittsburgh yes guard. yes absolutely. yeah i agree stud guard yeah i agree um tory holt um rams wide receiver yes of course absolutely yeah yeah john lynch tampa bay safety i was expecting him to make it actually i did too i think it was just a log jam there at the at the they already put in two safeties in, with this class, and um, I thought he'd get in. That guy was uh, was one of the most devastating oh, yeah. hitters of all time. So I was oh, kind of yeah. bummed to see him not make it, but I expect him next year, the year after, to definitely be a lot. Yeah. Sam Mills, Saints linebacker. Uh, I remember seeing um, Mike Singletary, seeing his praises in a documentary once about how incredible a player Sam Mills was. At this point, I think he's been waiting quite a while, so I would – yeah. like it just because he was the kind of player who played with no knee pads and thigh pads and stuff like that and just pure unadulterated violence that you couldn't get away with today but fearlessness um and to 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 watch clips on him i've been like blown away by how how amazing of a linebacker he was um unfortunately i think at this point if he's not in i don't think he will be so wish he could i wish everybody could i guess but unfortunately no i don't believe he will okay uh richard seymour patriots defensive tackle you know what? And he's a victim of how you finished, you know, because he statistically, yeah. the guy's an absolute stud, you know, and, yeah. uh, really locked down that line on the Patriots for those first couple of. Uh, I'm guessing he months. might wait. He might wait some time. Yeah. Yeah, he will. And I just think that the way he yeah. ended his career in, in Oakland and the last image we all have of him is punching Ben Roethlisberger in the face. And unfortunately, they just you're not supposed to take character and things like that into into consideration when you are. Yeah, NFL uh, Hall of Fame voter, but unfortunately, they absolutely do. So, probably going to have to wait for a little bit. I think he'll get in. Right. Okay. Zach Thomas, Miami linebacker. Yes, and it's a shame he's not. You know, the guy I was agree. Uh, yeah. on a, kind of a bad team on his whole career, but just about as everything you can possibly ask for for a linebacker. So fast, could hit so hard, super smart, uh, um, and just an absolute force. So, yes, he should be, and he, yes, he will be. 
Yeah, well, um, I'm guessing it might be some time for him too. Maybe two or three more times. It's um, a it's a bummer because that you're yeah. probably right, you know, because he just played out of the spotlight his whole career. Um, yeah. But I, I, I he, you are right, and he should be if he yeah. if he never gets in that be a shame. Yep, I agree. Reggie Wayne, um, Colts wide receiver. Reggie Wayne. Um, fortunately, there's these players on the Colts that uh, you'd say Dallas Clark, Reggie Wayne. I don't want to say Marvin Harrison necessarily, but Marvin Harrison I, made it already. He did. Well, what I'm saying, well, what I'm saying is that there are these players that were on the Colts that were these just yeah. all-world players. I would even say Jeff Saturday. Um, yeah. And Dominique Rhodes during that 2006 season, where they left the Colts yeah. and well, they, Dallas they Clark. Were, Dallas Clark left the Colts. And it was just trash, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't say trash. That's not that's not respectful. But man, they just weren't a shadow of their former selves. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if Reggie Wayne is kind of. He played okay with Andrew Luck. He was his go-to for a while, but um, he got overshadowed immediately by T.Y. Hilton. And so mm-hmm. um, yeah. I hope he does because I like the guy a lot and he was a great player. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say that I think he might get forgotten. So I hope he gets in there, but man, the Hall of Fame's harsh on on wide receivers the last couple of years. Okay, you okay. know, uh, Terrell Owens had to wait a year, so man, you yeah. expect Reggie to have to wait probably ten. Okay, I I want Reggie Wayne to make it, um, and I'm guessing he'll at some point make it. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, Bryant Young, uh, San Francisco D tackle. I saw um, once again that I, I might have been the same documentary here. That I saw about Sam Mills talking about these players from back, um, that were you know kind of unsung that I, I didn't really know much about until I watched them. And um, once again, defensive tackle is also one of those positions that the yeah, I remember Bryant Young. Yeah, you too. Yeah, yeah, um, like yeah, dudes that just never quite found the spotlight, but always played really good. And um, you know, you look at you look at his impact and how every team had a scheme against him. It's big, but defensive tackles for just the the reason of being a defensive tackle in the four three defense was, you know, just rough to play and it's hard to yeah. find stats there for them. Um, yeah. he, so he playing uh, like, I don't know, uh, it's a good question. I, I I would say probably not at this point. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, for my list I guess um, I'll probably go with Fanica, maybe Tory Holt. I want Tory Holt to make it. I mean my favorite team um, is the Rams, so um, yeah. Um, John Lynch eventually going to make it probably soon and Zach Thomas and probably Tony Baselli too yeah yeah so yeah um, um, good class like last year's class was really good with Tony Gonzalez Ed Reed um, I really like this class I really liked um, Isaac Bruce finally making it and I liked well Troy Palomalu making it and yeah good class the NFL is good at keeping the Hall of Fame great the Hall of Fame is full of great players. So, yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. So next year, my boy Peyton Manning gets in, and I'm very excited. Oh, so. uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. First ballot for sure. Definitely. Oh, first, yeah. yeah, first ballot as it gets. So, yeah. Um, as, um, yeah, we uh, find our way out of basically episode four of our podcast, Let It Out. I want to... Um, basically give you um our tangent section so um basically at each episode's end we give some type of tangent we just talk on some like sometimes like off topic uh subject or so on um, i'm going to kind of keep it on topic it's going to be 
NFL related and it's on the NFL's like winning disparity, I guess, for Super Bowls and actually just titles generally, like um, all titles across the main four American sports leagues. So um, I was basically just going to um, bring up of um, the 54 Super Bowls, um, 30 wins are from just six teams. So 19% of teams add up for 56% of Super Bowls. Um, Six teams out of 32, right? So, yeah. Um, For the NBA, um, 50 wins are from five teams. So 17% of teams add up for 68%. All right, for Major League Baseball, uh, 68 wins of 114 are from six teams. So 20% um, is with 59% of titles. And for um, NHL, uh, National Hockey League, it's 48 of 94 for three teams. So 10% of teams for 51% of Stanley Cups. So overall, 20 teams out of 124, out of 123 teams, I, I was supposed to say, 123 teams are with 196 of 335 titles. Um, I was kind of wrong on my first NFL one. It was like uh, 19% of teams for probably like 52 or 53%. I made the stat before the Super Bowl, actually. So still, um, um, 196 of uh, 335 titles are from 20 teams out of 123 totals. So 16% for something like 56% of wins. So basically, one sixth is almost at like 60% of wins. So it's very disparaging for like um, leagues promote, promoting like winning diversity, like um, out of like 30 teams on average or so for sports leagues, for professional sports leagues of like the big four, they were called, um, they promote like like each team eventually winning. And it seems like very few teams are winning. Only 20 of 100-plus teams are getting it. So um, I guess, like, I mean, usually the teams are big markets, so maybe it's it's more monetarily good for it to yeah occur this way for leagues. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was just going to say, like, um, I want to see more – teams win i want to see more different teams i want to see different teams win it um like at some point i feel like each team ought to at least win one we're we're looking at um 37 total teams of the four leagues with zero zero titles overall and 28 teams or 27 since um, Kansas City just um, won the second of the Super Bowl era, mm-hmm. um, are only with one. So okay. yeah, it's well, really low. I'll take I'll take uh, I'll answer your question on on a non professional 
Uh, you know, I don't pay attention to football, but whatever. <laughs> May the best man win. <laughs> I don't care if, you know, five teams or one team is winning the championship every year. It's not a matter of just this team. Maybe they're just good, right? <laughs> like, uh, well, it shouldn't just appease. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't just, you know, you make the statistics and you want to appease to all these other teams. It's like, oh, you haven't won it yet, so maybe you should win, you know? The leagues are supposed to promote diversity, like I was saying. Diversity in winning? That, that doesn't even make any yeah. sense. That doesn't, winning, well, is not, what, winning isn't even defined by they, that kind of definition. Uh, uh, diversity in winning. There's, there's no diversity in winning. There's only diversity in winning. They're supposed to diversify the, listen, listen, the only, number of teams uh, to win. I, I understand that. I understand that. But the only diversity so they in winning. I know. They give teams the I, 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 I get it. I get it. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> But the only diversity yeah. in winning in my book is the the, the best team wins, right? <laughs> and 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 that's yeah. it. There, there shouldn't be any quote unquote diversity in in who's winning. Oh, so you you get the next best pick. Well, okay, you, you got the next best player, the next best couple of players. That, that may be the case, but your team is still trash, right? And you, you, mm-hmm. you given even given a, a handicap or. You know, given these um, circumstances where you get the these other players, you're still not winning. Um, I, I believe even that in itself, right, kind of takes away from the championship in general. <laughs> I just believe that. Well, if one team were only going to win, it would be just like the Harlem Globetrotters. It would just become a circus. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're going out of the realm of possibility of the rules of the game. So that doesn't make any sense. What I'm saying is the the definition of a championship right or a championship team right is you, you play by the rules number one right your your team is just better than the other team um, now given what you're saying is I guess some player I mean I guess every year the team that did the worst gets first pick or these kinds of things um, even given that if they still don't win uh, I mean there's no reason to appease to them anymore right it's just, i mean what, what, what i mean it makes it it makes it i mean more for more teams to get the opportunity it gives like i don't know to win. i just don't agree with that but anyways okay i don't feel like um competition is a area where but, it's competition because I, I, teams okay. are, yeah, I know, I, the opportunity. I understand. I, my statement is I don't think competition is an area where everybody should win, <laughs> if that makes okay. sense. Well, then, it, then it stops being competition. Huh? Then it stops being competition. If everybody should win, then it starts being... Uh, well, it stops being competition. And it starts being competition. If, yeah, if only one team wins, it stops being competition. It's only I'm, I'm not, I'm not competition saying, yeah, when... I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying one team's winning, but if we want all teams to win in a competition, then it's communism. So everybody, <laughs> everybody gets a goddamn trophy. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Right? Everybody can't win. <laughs> all right, you know, <laughs> They <laughs> they they try to make it so each team is I know, I, eventually I, going I, to win. I get I get what you're saying. I, don't get me wrong. I think the I think the fault and, and the responsibility for an unsuccessful team is it, it, just look. All the unsuccessful teams stay that way. The Browns are a trash organization. They're trash. You, you, trash everything. Like you, you get the top they've players. Had every opportunity in the world. You, you get know? the top players. Do you still lose? I, I don't. I, I, I why should you win? <laughs> right. Okay. I don't think anything should be changed. I think to, <laughs> to answer, I think the question that Nissan's trying to get to is, is uh, thing in baseball. Baseball, you see the most parity because baseball is not about who's best; it's about who's hot. 
Um, and even if the Oakland A's with a minuscule budget every single year always manage to be competitive and blowing away teams that are, are on paper better than them. Uh, the NFL is probably the strongest against uh, 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 when it comes to parity and just regards to the salary cap, the salary floor, the way the draft is set up. And, and it is abnormal and weird that we have this reign of terror from the New England Patriots um that have nbc you know because when you when you think about the nfc here's your uh let's just go back uh 10 years here's your well, you know let's go back 20 years because i have a mind that's weird um here's your nfc champions for for the last 20 years so you had the um uh, the giants in 2000 you had the the rams you had the buccaneers you had the panthers the eagles the seahawks you had the uh, chicago bears you had the uh, New York Giants were in there. The Arizona Cardinals snuck in somehow. Uh, my boys, the New Orleans Saints, came in. Then the Green Bay Packers, the New York Giants came again. The uh, San Francisco 49ers, Seattle Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks again. Uh, then after that was Carolina Panthers. Then it was the uh, uh, Atlanta Falcons, Philadelphia Eagles. I believe you, you, uh, the you mentioned the, the Giants as losers. They won twice. No, I'm not saying losers. I'm just saying this is your NFC champion. Oh, NFC champion. I just I NFC believe. champion. So, you know, okay. when you when you remove the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady's from the AFC, uh, I mean, they were they just ran the table for the longest time. I mean, Rich Gannon, Joe Flacco, and now Patrick Mahomes are your only uh, and AFC quarterbacks to make it. And Ben Roethlisberger, yeah. I'm sorry. Very few. Uh, so, yeah, quarterback. Yeah, yeah. But oh, yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, that like that, that factor, the Roethlisberger, uh, Manning, and Brady, like, that's an anomaly. I think the league is set up, and, and going forward, the the reign of terror, Patriots' reign of terror, is coming to its sunset. You know, it's coming to a close soon, uh, and I think we're going to see a lot more parity in the NFL. Ultimately, though, I'm a fan of a team that's trash. I'm a fan of the Arizona Cardinals, the Bidwell family. They're nice people, sweet people. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals have uh, the only team in the league that pays medical bills for every single player and for for life. Um, they do some really cool stuff like that. Fortunately, they're a bad mm-hmm. football family. And they don't know. They, I mean, they got 70 years to try to prove otherwise, and they have done absolutely none of that. Michael Bidwell, yeah. nice guy. I met him in person, sweetest dude in the world. Proofs in the pudding. They can't be successful. And uh, Robert Kraft is not one of those people. Um, the uh, uh, the Cronky family is, is not one of those people. The uh, the uh, Rooney family are not one of those people. You know, they're they're completely different. And, and frankly, it's just what else do you want the NFL to do? There's nothing really you can do to set up besides an, a salary floor, a salary cap, the way the draft works and all that. Um, I think the NFL is in good shape. I think the NBA is a little bit different where it's just, yeah. uh, you know, the NBA is a completely different animal. But uh, like, two teams I, already are with 33 of 73, and it might be 34 if the Lakers win. So the Celtics and the Lakers completely dominated. Maybe, you know, well, and that is true. Celtics, and, the Celtics always dominate the league. I mean, since the induction of the NBA, that's when the Celtics always mm-hmm. have the most championships ever, right? Maybe, but they've only won once in almost 30 years. Yeah, exactly. So, well, I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm, more, yeah, I'm more in line with you. I mean, the, the circumstances are there, and it, it, it doesn't make any any sense that, um, you know, to change the, the formula so other teams can win. I just don't agree with that. It's like to make it easier for other teams to win just not – I was just saying I want to see more teams win. I mean, you can see. I think it. I think here's how you how you do it. I don't think the NFL needs to be touched. I think the NFL, yeah. the formulas they have right now, we're about to see once Tom Brady hangs them up, we'll see new teams and we'll see a different team every year. It won't have dynasties anymore. I think and uh, MLB needs to have a salary floor where if you can't afford to spend this much money on your team, um, you can't afford to own a team. Get out. 
you know, and, and the NBA, NFL has a salary floor, which if you do not pay enough money into your into your salary, uh, into your players, the NFL will fine you the difference. Uh, so there's cap and a floor, in, in the, and it's a hard cap and hard floor. In the NBA, I don't think it's a bad idea to have a hard cap um, just mm-hmm. so that you do have more superstars all over the place. And, yeah, you get more parity, and you don't have one family buying everybody. Um, but even still, I think the NBA is never going to go for it because they make a luxury tax and that's just literally free money for them. So why would they think otherwise if the, if the players association is happy with it, they're not going to change anything. Yeah. I don't know nothing about hockey. So yeah. unfortunately I can't yeah. comment on that, but, and I was wrong. The Celtics are still up 17 to 16 on the Lakers, but yeah. 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 It's still been, you know, they've had one there in 2008. And before that, I yeah. think you got to go back to the eighties before they won. Yeah, won yeah, before that. So and before, back. And before they won eleven with Bill Russell, so before they were winning like all of the championships. Yeah, yeah he he played in he played before, for fourteen like, years and won eleven championships. So it was a different time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, so, look at baseball. Baseball has completely. Um, go for it. I'm sorry. I, I was just I was just wrapping it up with um, sixty-seven teams are like below the median for like number of um, titles total. So. Fifty percent, um, or yeah, like just with less. So I, I was just saying, I want to see more teams win. Um, yeah, and that my the, guess the, is the responsibility like, goes to the owners. You know, I think that that's where yeah. it, it goes to the team. And you know, and you, yeah, in the it, NFL, that's all there is to it. I don't really think you and you, yeah, you were right. Like owners um, keep the position for like the longest. Presumably, they keep it longer uh, than any coach, any GM, any player, and so on. So. Um, the owners taking control is like the main factor, like the yeah, the biggest factor. Most owners usually stay for at least 20 to 30 years. So coaches stay for maybe four to 10 uh, players average, maybe uh, two to three years for each league. And yeah, I get it. I mean, and teams just don't sell each other. themselves. Yeah. So the owners just don't sell their teams anymore. You know, like, yeah. they, why would they, you know, they, that's, that's, they're now officially a cash cow at this point. Yeah. You make so much money being an NFL owner. So exactly. Mm-hmm. And then my my only thing is, uh, I guess my whole disagreement was, basically, you said you want to see more teams win. I just feel like the way you're presenting it is like I, I play video games for mm-hmm. not not a living. I just play video games in general. And then if there's something wrong with the game, if a player isn't winning or losing as much as the developer seems, that's right. They, they they always put in a patch, right? Like they they, mm-hmm. they might they might introduce a patch or some downloadable content that'll fix the game, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's necessary in real life, right? Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I, I just don't think the parameters um, that you can place within a, a virtual environment should apply to you know what's going on in the real world. Um, so my thing is is just uh, stand by my statement is um, you know if you want to see more teams win, then they need to fix their structure, their organizational structure. <laughs> to, to to get them yeah. wins, right? Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to give out any handouts to you know teams that are doing less than average or, or not winning or not getting close yeah. to championships. They just need to live within themselves and and figure it out. Yeah, um, kind of funny story. It kind of only goes for like titles. Um, as far as like total wins and like winning percentage goes, it's actually fairly even through each sports league like it goes as low as like 400 and goes um as high as like 600 so it's it's actually really close for just like total like regular season plus playoff 
wins with just win percentage as like the number since some teams um, were around first. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, for total wins, it's actually fairly even. It's just for titles, some teams are um, with more dynasties. So many teams go on like some teams. Um, some teams are just dyna- better, some yeah. teams are just better than yeah. others. Well, some teams are just dynasties. Like for the NBA, it seems like um, every five years, some team becomes like the dynasty. Like for the 80s, it was the Lakers and the Celtics. For the 90s, it was the Bulls. For um, the early 2000s, it was the Lakers and the Spurs. And after, it was the Warriors. And we just got through the Warriors. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, being the best. And yeah, for the NBA, teams just become dynasties. And they rack it up, and some team after goes on and wins like two or three or four. Like so much of it is also player oriented. Like for the NBA, uh, players seem to control uh, destinations so much they kind of figure out um, the landing spot for um, the next title. So well, yeah, well, that makes sense. I mean, at the end of the day, regardless of whatever, <laughs> may the best man win. Best team win. Yeah. I think things have changed. You got to remember the Yankees also are 27 championships. They won once in 20 years, too. Um, So, you know, the landscapes are changing. They look different. I I think the NBA, if they install the salary cap, it'd be nice, like strong, hard cap, but it's not going to happen. Even still, I I think what we're going to finally start seeing a lot more just parity and competition. And and you know what? I still think no matter what, what. you put in place your team your Cleveland Browns are always going to suck Arizona Cardinals are that's, like, that's, gonna suck. that's what I'm saying I'm just can't change that <laughs> okay so the Cardinals before the Super Bowl era, era were actually kind of good and they won twice they won in 1922 and 1947 um, so, yeah. they were around since 1898 so in yeah. 70 years or 60 years they won twice that's that's okay at least they won listen each team winning Wait, so as far as each team winning once every 30 years, like it is like logistically um, made perfect for equality. I mean, they were perfect. equality, equality is not in competition, man. It's, I mean, it's, was, it's there, the thing. There, it's, there, was, there was eight teams in the league when they won in 1925. <laughs> uh, and there was, I think, 15 or 16, or not even that, all the way up through through until the Super Bowl era. There wasn't even, I, I believe, in the Super Bowl era. There, when the AFL joined uh, in 1970, I think that ushered in 12 teams. But Listen. before that, I think I think there was literally 12 teams in the league. So, uh, no, nah, it's disgraceful. I mean, it, it ultimately, if there was 30 teams, that's different. But they're a bad organization. They've always been a bad organization. Before the Bidwell's own, they were a bad organization. So, um, Ultimately, yeah. the bad teams are always going to suck, and, and, and the Detroit, Detroit Lions will always suck. The Cleveland Browns will always suck. And listen, I'm not, I'm not a big, I'm not a big sports watcher. I, I watch sports from time to time, but the second they start handing out participation trophies, is <laughs> the second I'll never watch sports again. You know, like <laughs> I would say, just nothing needs to be changed. <laughs> yeah, the very, you know, it's just you know, maybe one day the Cardinals figure it out. I don't know. But, Thank you. Uh, that's it. I think that that's the the one. No, in regards to the NFL and the MLB, nothing needs to change to inspire parity. You're, you're getting the best parity and competition you can already get. Like I said, maybe a salary cap just to stop the super teams from kind of happening in the NFL, NBA. But at the same time, they are. Well, they are. The players are, they are given some type of salary cap for the NBA. The NBA is given some type of salary cap. I mean, it's a soft cap, and if you're rich enough, yeah. you, know, you just pay the tax, and that's. That's kind of. I mean, there's well, teams it, up there that just can't to some it. extent. Like they only they only get three max contracts. Yeah. So you know you can. I mean, the Lakers uh, in 2012, and they had a 
Dwight Howard the first time and all that. I think they're what was their payroll? Two hundred and fifteen billion million dollars. <laughs> yeah. like, it's like yeah, it's like, like well, yeah, it's like matter. a, it's like a, yeah, it's like a year. It's like a, a year, two year thing. Once contracts start to run out, they start signing minimum players. So. That's true, you know. But you know, maybe yeah. I think the NBA model can be changed, but unfortunately for the for the NBA or NFL, these crappy teams have nobody to blame but themselves. Like, and and they don't need help. My Cardinals don't need help. I think they're turning the corner, but I've been saying that since I became a fan in 2006. So Still, they uh, made the Super Bowl. Open. They made the Super Bowl one. I I'm not gonna lie, that was the fluke, dude. Nine and seven, they got blown and, out forty to seven. And and they <laughs> really competed. It was it was like one of the best Super Bowls. Of the millennium, it's like probably top five. They have three Hall of Maybe number one. Though. Maybe uh, number one. It was one. great Super Bowl, but like I said, they were nine and seven, and lot gotten blown on forty to seven by the Patriots. They got hot and they they made a hit at the right time. Larry Fitzgerald took off in playoffs for I think eleven touchdowns, which or nine touchdowns, yeah. which is just a unreal stat. Or eleven touchdowns, sorry, no. Um, for just four games for wide receiver, that's that's just the next. But you know that's what it took. It took literally a, a god tier performance to literally lose the Super Bowl. You know, so that I mean. Take away that year, unfortunately, I love the Cardinals. They're great franchise, or they're fun franchise to root for. Like I said, a lot of good things about them. But as far as competition goes, the NFL can't help them anymore. They have every advantage, and they've always had every advantage. And unfortunately, they're bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I'll say I don't know nothing about hockey, so I can tell you <laughs> about yeah. about their business at least, how, how the business yeah. side of hockey works. So. Yeah. So yeah. Oh well. Good episode. Um, I'm ready to go. Um, any last words for any of you? We talked for kind of too long, for my liking. Um, uh, yeah, 50 minutes we could always cut some stuff out, but uh, no, I'm all good. I don't have anything else to say. Okay, cool. So I'd yeah, say thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate yeah. it. Great Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. You're totally welcome. We thanks might, yeah. Appreciate it. Ask you, yeah. Ask you um, maybe later. Um, so yeah, we're, we're really glad. Um, good like topics. Good ways to yeah. Keep it sports oriented and yeah. I'll see you good soon, deal. I guess. And yeah. All right. So, um, for all of you, yeah, listening to Let It Out, episode four, we're um, really grateful. Um, like usual, we want to get some feedback from you. And um, I believe sometime soon we're going to um, get some more social media stuff done. Uh, uh, so, oh, we came up with our logo. So that's good. Um, I don't know yeah. if Caleb saw it, but. You should send it to him. Um, cool. And uh, yeah. uh, we'll put some more stuff on social media. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Facebook um, and probably Instagram. And Sam was saying Twitter, maybe Twitter. Um, we're trying to figure it out. Okay. We want it to go well. So, yeah. All right. Thanks, um, everybody. I guess we'll, we'll see you all for episode five um, with more Trump and maybe some more coronavirus if stuff. we're not all dead by then more coronavirus uh, oh yeah <laughs> this, is, this is going to be so close to valentine's day um i want to bring up some love topics uh, i don't i'll be there but i, I don't want to bring it up but anyways <laughs> i'll go ahead uh, i don't anticipate i'll be invited for that one <laughs> right right okay. okay all right well see you guys next week thanks everybody for listening exactly yep thanks so much all right yeah